one thing that makes Facebook so effective is that people aren't afraid to uh, talk about their personal problems. It's not surprising whether somebody says, does anyone know a good divorce lawyer? Does anyone know a plumber? With more than 1 billion people on Facebook each month, there's probably a higher chance of reaching potential clients there than more traditional lawyer advertising methods, like phone book listings or direct mail. But how can lawyers take advantage of Facebook ethically and effectively? When we return, our guests will share their tips. This ABA Journal podcast is brought to you by Westlaw Next. Folder sharing on Westlaw Next enables you to tap into previous research across organizational boundaries like never before, saving you time from reinventing the wheel. Learn more at westlawnext.com. I'm ABA Journal reporter Stephanie Francis Ward. I am here with lawyers Micah Buckdahl, Nicole Hyland, and Anthony Johnson. Micah is president of a legal marketing company. Nicole is the chair for the New York City Bar's Professional Ethics Committee and defends lawyers and disciplinary proceedings. And Anthony is a former CEO company owner and a practicing personal injury lawyer. So what I wanted to know first off, and Anthony, if you can take this question first, how well have you found that the Facebook paid status updates work for you in terms of business development? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um... You know, they work pretty good. I, I think it, we're in the infancy of Facebook advertising and kind of social media advertising. You know, it didn't exist 10 years ago. So so it, it's good to supplement right now, and it's good for specific things, I guess is my best way to answer that. And how much of your marketing plan is it? Is it half of it or a quarter? Yeah, what, I, I would call it kind of a smaller part, maybe 10 15% of it, um, kind of a supplemental part right now. I, I think it's really, in, in the grand scheme, it's better for more of a branding instrument, uh, and I know we'll probably get into this later, but rather than kind of a con- instrument that can convert new clients, per se. So we kind of use it to supplement our, our branding and imaging and messaging. Okay. And have any of you seen a situation where a, a status on Facebook actually results in a paying client? Yeah, I, I can give this to Anthony. Um, it, and one thing that I've noticed particularly lately is that certain situations are perfect for the social media, Facebook type of situations, especially things like current events that, are, that affect a large number of consumers. You know, we've, we've done some some recent experiments on uh, some big single events that have happened, and what we did is we had we have used Facebook to kind of launch an informational kind of engagement site for for the single event, not really with the mindset of getting clients in mind, but just kind of to get the information out there. And, and did use paid status and boost posts and stuff like that to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, but when you get this kind of community that's kind of geo-targeted, that have interest in like this current event, you can really get some some kind of viral activity on, on things like social media. Um, and then we inherently got, you know, tens and tens of people asking whether we'd sign them up and it ended up being a class action in another state. We couldn't help them. But, um, but we did see a lot of engagement, and we ended up referring those out to, you know, a firm that was local there. Oh, that's interesting. Do you see many lawyers who do the plaintiff work gathering up their class on Facebook? It seems like it would make a lot of sense. Uh, this this is our first kind of experiment with it. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think it's hard to be first. It depends on what kind of state you're in. You know, if it's a first-of-file state, uh, that might be more difficult. Yeah. Most people know somebody, you know, right when it happens. But um, but if you need kind of the numerosity or if it turns into a mini-mass tort type situation, I think that's a, that's a great uh, instrument to uh, to inform the public, kind of grow a group of people that are interested in one particular thing, and then, you know, convert them into clients. Nicole, in terms of professional conduct rules and attorney advertising, what should one keep in mind if he or she is using Facebook to promote their practice? It, it really depends how they're using it. So my view of social media, and I'm, I'm an avid user of social media in addition to uh, being an ethics lawyer, 
so I, I really enjoy social media. I'm on a lot of different platforms, and I like to see, you know, what how other lawyers and law firms are using social media. But if you're taking what I believe is, in my view, the best approach to social media, you're using it really more in a, in a more holistic way. You're, it, it's part of an overall uh, branding, I think, as, as was mentioned. It's sort of over, overall branding strategy. You want to use it to uh, increase your profile uh, in your particular area to create really effective and good content. As a direct advertising tool, that's where you're going to get into a little bit more, um, some trickier issues with ethics. So if you're, if you're using it in this overall content development and content distribution type of platform, there are still a lot of things you have to consider, you have to think about uh, in terms of making sure you don't breach confidentiality and, um, and inadvertently engage in solicitation. But when you're, when you're using it in a very proactive advertising context, then you really have to focus on what state statements you're making, who you're directing those statements to, and ensuring that you're complying with the, um, whatever the professional conduct rules are. My view of social media is it's less effective, and I think it will probably continue to be less effective, I may be wrong, as a very direct advertising and, and targeted marketing tool for lawyers. I think it's great for other types of brands. I think for lawyers, I think its most effective use will be in building a reputation, getting your name out there, building your expertise in a particular area, becoming known, and putting out great content, and, and not necessarily tweeting, hey, hire me, I'm a great lawyer, which can not only get you into trouble ethically, but probably isn't going to be effective. I think there's a shifting dynamic on, on social media that more and more consumers are becoming, you know, demanding for this immediacy, you know, of information and news, and they're going to social media like Twitter and Facebook to, to get that news. And, and I think it's going to slowly convert as the generations kind of move upwards towards needing more attorneys for people relying on these type of networks to directly get access to who they're going to, you know, hire as a service provider. Um, and a lot of these social media, you know, avenues don't lend the availability to comply fully with all these ethical laws. So I kind of get on a soapbox right now. I mean, you can't stick a disclaimer in a tweet. You know, you can't uh, – <laughs> you just can't properly do some of these things. And ethics laws are so archaic when it comes to that and so slow-moving that um, – I don't know. I just think it's a little bit of stalemate between pragmatism and growth and change and the actual, you know, guidelines of the ethical rules. I agree that the ethics rules – uh, have not kept up with the social media technology and, and opportunities out there. I think it, it's very difficult because it, that area is changing and developing so quickly, it's very difficult for ethics committees and people who do what I do to stay in front of that trend. And so by the time, and there was a great example of this in New York State, where the New York State Bar Association Ethics Committee issued an ethics opinion on an aspect, an element, a feature of LinkedIn, which by the time they issued the opinion, that feature no longer existed. So they had this great opinion, you know, I guess, about a feature that was no longer even available and, in fact, had stopped being offered at the point where the opinion was issued. I mean, I actually saw a very effective Facebook-sponsored story uh, last night, which came from a law firm and really was a video that dealt with welcoming home a war hero. And so the, the entire video was really simply um, the law firm effectively welcoming home a war hero um, with some accompanying video. I would not suggest then in that case that I was um, selling my 
services. Um, right. At the same time, it was an enormously successful sponsored story in regard to the, the, the combination of the likes and the shares and the visibility received. Um, and to me, like that is one of the, the greater success stories and impacts of a possible law firm use. And it's usually tied to a community event. It's tied to a charity. It's tied to um, a scholarship. It's tied to something um, that's really about giving back in the, in, in the community rather than selling a legal service. And I think this is a great illustration of why social media presents this very, quite new issue for ethics lawyers because people, lawyers, are potentially going to be on social media paying for what in the real world might be considered advertising because they're paying for this content to be distributed. But because social media works differently from traditional advertising and it's more about the content and, and gaining um, engagement and not direct you know, soliciting employment, because that's how social media generally works most effectively, we have a sort of a new type of advertising. And I don't think the the legal field has examined how that fits in yet with the ethics rules. If you do want to do these paid status updates, can you guys give me a sense, what should your budget be? Uh, well, I kind of I switch it. I I put it into two different or different categories really when I do it. This is Anthony talking. Um, you know, first of all, you know, going back to the kind of categorization, there's a few ways to pay um, for status updates on Facebook. There's through the advertising platform. You can pay on the sidebar. You can pay to be in the newsfeed, and then you can also boost the post. Um, you know, I did kind of confirm. Stop for a quick second, Anthony. Tell us what the difference is between boosting a post and a paid status update, if you would please. Um, so there is a lot of overlap, but but typically on, on the very basic sense of it, a boost post, you'll actually just do it after the post. You'll click boost. You'll set a budget, and it'll go to an estimated number of people that will either be fans of the page or friends of their fans, whereas a sponsored ad, you would create, set a, say, daily or weekly budget um, and, and a time period of which you're going to spend, and then you can actually set your demographic, whether it's people that like pages or just anyone or anyone in Arkansas or anyone in the U.S. or you know, numerous other things. So, uh, just to add to that, I think the booth offers fewer options for targeting and co- customization. So in many, some people view it as less useful. It's just more convenient because it's right there on the post, so you can do it right there. Uh, but if you make a little bit more of an effort and go to the ad manager and do, uh, you know, do more customization, you might have more success in terms of how you're targeting your update. Yeah, but I mean the key the key differential between the two is that the boost has a it it's a network that's already got some tie to you, um, and so as Anthony mentioned, you know it's either it's either people that have already liked you or friends of friends, but you know it, it's it's a very it's already people that are somewhat aware of you or your organization versus the paid status, which is for the entire which is potentially for the entire Facebook audience. How much does a boost cost? seems to me what you really want to do is get it to people who don't know about you. Yeah, and that would not be for a boost. A boost would be for people that already know who you oh, are. Oh, I thought you could transfer you. it as well. Okay. No. Yeah. So well, well, on a boost, though, you are getting your friends the fans. And so I actually like it when, it's, when you're talking about getting new clients because there's actually an affiliation there. I mean, there's a link where someone can say, okay, I saw this post. I know my buddy Joe is a fan of their page. Maybe I should call him up. And it's almost a opportunity for a soft you know, one-to-one referral type situation. If you only have 100 fans, then, you know, your audience – Which is a lot for lawyers. Right. It would be a lot different. I mean, I get the, the lawyer that has the most uh, Facebook likes has, has just under 100,000 uh, for cruise ship law. But most of them usually you'll find have between, you know, 10 and, 10 and 50. 
Do you have a yep. sense of which practices, Facebook advertising or the, the paid status updates, for it's the best, for what sort of practice? I think the sense is that probably consumer law might be the area that would benefit from it the most, but I just don't know. What do you all think? I would say consumer-oriented practices uh, for the most part. Um, although I, I had an intellectual property lawyer that got a big, big piece of business off of Facebook just from um, one of his old frat buddies um, seeing him on there, you know, 10 years later. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm looking at, you know, you're looking at, you know, residential real estate, personal bankruptcy, PI, uh, family law, and uh, the ability to, especially for for some of those components, like for residential real estate, you know, for closings or certainly for family law, the ability to uh, to really um, target your audience, uh, both you know geographically, uh, age-wise, the ability to basically just hit married people, um, you know, for family law. Uh, obviously, you're not going to target singles for uh, for divorce, um, but all of those uh, those capabilities make it a, a powerful tool. It's amazing the kind of targeting that, that 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 you have the ability to do on social networks, whereas you don't have anywhere close to that on any other network. And that's kind of one of my points on where I think that more of this uh, conversion-centric advertising will go to social because, you not you know, unlike anything else before, can you can you know a person without actually knowing them? So final question, if you are going to do a paid status update, what sort of things should you post in order to attract potential clients? Useful information, self-promotion, or a mixture? Anthony, do you want to go ahead and take that first? Yeah, I think uh, I think useful information, um, engagement, engaging information are always the key to any type of content marketing or uh, social media status updates and all that. Uh, but that being said, I think that you should always have what I, you know call to actions basically, rather than self promotion, um, almost like a, a self promotion kicker. You know, ask them to engage, ask them to say what their thoughts are. Um, you know, tell them that if they have further questions to call you. Um, you know, something like that. But but the the core in, intent on the content I think should be engaging, and useful primarily. Okay, and Nicole, what do you think? You have to do a lot of work, a lot of sort of small engagement, talking to people, putting out great content, and then you can, after you've gained up people's trust and, and developed those relationships, then you can throw your right hook, which is your ask. So it really is putting, it, I believe, putting a lot of helpful, useful content, engagement, conversation, and then when that, when you've developed your reputation, then you you're in a position to ask because you've given so much. And, Micah, what do you think? I mean, again, it's, it's shown that the more interactive you make that post, the, uh, the more likely you're going to get a click-through. And, you know, whether it's uh, polls, whether it's videos, a lot of law firms give out gifts or, you know, a dollar, for, a dollar to the American Cancer Society or two cans of food to the food bank. Um, and those really go in line with, um, with what Nicole had to say in terms of just sort of improving or increasing um, your own brand awareness. Uh, there's a website that, that actually tells you the most popular lawyers on Facebook, and it breaks down, or, or the most liked, I should say, likedlawyers.com, and it actually it actually grabs. Um, you can go go in there by state, and it shows you uh, the ten most liked attorneys in the in the United States according to Facebook likes. The, on that list is Edgar Snyder, um, who's a very proactive um, marketing attorney in uh, Pittsburgh, and he's got uh, over 19,000. And when I look at his page, you know, he's got, you know, there's their T-shirt giveaways, there's a a scholarship, there's a lot of community involvement, um, there's a lot of interaction, there's a lot of news. And as Nicole mentioned, um, he's not sitting there saying, you know, call me if you've got a workers' comp claim. 
but that's sort of you know that that's almost a subliminal understatement you know surrounding the other the other data and uh and that really is probably the most effective today but i would also add that if you're looking in the online world there are really two audiences that that matter the most um and they're the google audience and they're the facebook audience in terms of mass and numbers and where most people are kind of want to be visible and hit audiences within those two spaces if you're going to, you know, look to get the greatest return and, and reach the broadest audience possible. Okay. And that's everything we have time for today. I want to thank you all so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This ABA Journal podcast is brought to you by Westlaw Next, powered by WestSearch, the world's most advanced legal search engine delivering the best results in seconds. Learn more at westlawnext.com.